when we laugh, we connect with other people. And when we connect with people, our hearts are open. And when our hearts are open, we have the capacity to change the world and make it a better place. Everyone's got opinions when it comes to leadership. And let's be honest, how many experts do we all know? But where can we find real leadership advice that's not BS? Well, look no further. Welcome to No BS Leadership, where on each episode, we attempt to expose the gap between what leaders think they should be doing and what actually works without the BS. Join Myra, Jeff with a G, Dr. Sam, Jeffrey, and me, Jeff with a J, as we work to debunk those leadership myths. Listen in as we irritate some, inform others, and challenge all leaders to discover a better path to the leadership excellence we all want. Welcome back, everybody. We are so glad you are here. I am Jeff Geoff McLaughlin with Professionals at Play, and I get to kick off this episode. We have a special one for you because we're heading into Thanksgiving and uh, the spirit of giving thanks. We have a guest with us today. And is Greg Kettner of Work Happy. He is an incredible human being, a personal friend of mine, a TEDx speaker, uh, a presenter, a professional comedian, great dad, average golfer, and just all around good guy. Welcome, Greg. I know. You're welcome. I know. And, and we also have our other regular hosts, our, our incredible cast of crew. We have Miss Myra. Where are you at? Say hi. Hi there, guys. <laughs> the Dr. Sam Jennings. Hello. Happy to be here. Mr. Jeff Geyer. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs> and the bald, beautiful, bold, brilliant <laughs> Mr. Wait. Conroy. What up, Pete? <laughs> Thinking of all the alliterative terms I could think of that went with bald. <laughs> nice alliteration. <laughs> yes, because so be. Greg, this is all about Thanksgiving, happiness, gratitude, all that kind of stuff. I know that these are topics that are near and dear to your heart. And I, I know maybe that on Thanksgiving because uh, you're actually Canadian, eh? Yep. Out in the boat. <laughs> yeah, uh, we had it a month ago. We already beat you to it. Just oh, man. Did you have turkey? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Do Canadians have turkey traditionally for their Thanksgiving? Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, that'd be Canadian goose. Turkey. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> those things are mean, those Canadian goose. <laughs> hey, they will take you on a run. <laughs> oh, I've seen those things. And they are ornery. And the second they start hissing, you really should run. They're, <laughs> they'll come at you. They'll come at you hard. It's well, like I, I am thankful for the turkeys who give their lives for us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> sacrifice. The ultimate sacrifice. Sacrifice for our enjoyment. Thank you. No, thanks. Thanks, everyone, for having me on. I'm looking forward to it. And that uh, introduction was great. Jeff, if you could text that to my wife. <laughs> be more all than happy the time <laughs> oh man so greg tell us a little bit about work happy and what your goals are and missions in life that kind of fun stuff because i know that you and i talk a lot and uh, you're honestly one of those people that for me has been a big giant help through covid in terms of providing happiness and just an ear to listen to and you've been excellent for my mental health and I know a number of people across the country so tell us a little bit about what you do and and why great thanks again um work happy started April of 2020 I had lost my job here in town at the Chamber of Commerce because I was non-essential apparently <laughs> self-esteem builder right there but I had um 
I, I've done stand-up back in the past for about 10 or 12 years. I got to the point where I was headlining clubs and I had the opportunity to work with my heroes, Robin Williams, Norm MacDonald. And so I was talking to my wife. I said, what should I do? And she said, you really love giving back, making people happy. You have the speaking experience. Why don't you talk about how to be happy? There's a lot of people out there that aren't working happy. And at the time I was like, well, maybe I'll give it a go for a month or two because COVID will be over. And uh, here we are. <laughs> two years to flatten the curve in two weeks. We were right. good at math. <laughs> so now I work with, with organizations on how to create a work happy culture. Because when we're happy, people are more productive. There's more revenue, lower turnover. And the big one is better mental health. We're all struggling through this at different levels. I know I've reached out to Jeff a couple of times when I've had those days where it's just been overwhelming or whatnot. You're just like, well, okay. Or afternoons, lucky for me, working for myself, if I have an afternoon, I'm just not feeling it. I can go and I, I, I'm okay to say this because I'm almost 50, but I go take a bath with a glass of wine and it does wonders. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Are you, you drinking or no? I'm cleaning myself. Um, taking a bath. <laughs> so so I, I share with people how to, things that we can do for mindset and how to work happy, how to treat people, how to put people before profits. I think it's, we've gotten away. It's profit for profit. But Richard Branson once said, he said, if you treat your employees well, they're going to treat your clients well. And that's where the magic happens. Correct. Yeah. I, I think we actually just did an episode of didn't we do people or profits, people or yeah. profits. Yeah. It was our, it was our question. And we entertained that thought and. Yeah, it's always interesting. So I know that you're a people person yeah. and just a tiny bit. <laughs> oh my gosh. Tell us that you recently did a TEDx talk in, yeah. in Spokane and I was there. I got to see it. It was incredible. But tell us a little bit about your topic and what you, with how that went. Yeah, no, it, it went really well. The topic was the power of laughter and how laughter can heal people. It can't take away the problem, but it makes us feel better when we're doing it. And so I told three different stories about how when we laugh, we connect with other people. And when we connect with people, our hearts are open like we are right now. And when our hearts are open, we have the capacity to change the world and make it a better place. So it, it was a fun experience. It had been on my bucket list for about 15 years. Finally got the opportunity, made it through. And within 12 minutes, we had people laughing. We had people crying. But most of all, we had people remembering we need to laugh. Yeah, it was pretty incredible. So... From a business perspective, you've worked in, in different organizations as an employee, but now also as a consultant. I'm just curious for what is one of the issues that you see organizations dealing with that leadership is either A, missing out on or B, addressing, but in the wrong way. I know we talked about a little bit about mental health yeah. and keeping your employees happy. What are some things that you're seeing as you go out and, and do what you do? Yeah, the, the three biggest things is loneliness. Stressful and disengaged. People are like, oh, I guess I have to do my job. I got to get the work done. And I didn't know loneliness would be that high at the beginning, but it is. We all feel it. But just things that we can do to connect more and being thankful for your employees or, or being grateful. I was just talking to, he's going to be a client, a principal of a local middle school. And he was just saying his staff, they give for these kids. And then they have to deal with all the, the crap from the parents or why is my kid not getting the grade or all that kind of stuff. And so I just shared with him and I'll share with you and your listeners, I send a gratitude text every day. And how I came about this, I was listening to Lewis Howes and he was like, you have to sit down every morning and uh, a gratitude journal, write three things you're grateful for. After a couple of weeks, I was writing the three same things. And uh, so I was like, how can I improve upon this? And I, I thought, I, I love to read now, but it was my brother who got me into reading. I, I took a year off, what taught English as a second language on a remote island. 
so remote that uh, that year was the year Jordan retired the first time, and we didn't find out for two months. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty remote island. There's no news, TV or anything. So relaxing if he's about to not know <laughs> that Jordan retired. Like, oh, well, can I get the address of that island? Yeah. <laughs> Ponape, Micronesia. Ponape, Micronesia. It's one of 10,000. It's no big deal. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But when I was out there, obviously, there wasn't a ton of stuff to do. So uh, I wrote a letter to my brother and I was like, hey, can you send me a couple of books? And he sent me a box of Tom Clancy and John Grisham. And he got me into reading. And I absolutely love reading, whether it's self-help or biographies or, or business stuff. And so that morning, I just, I, I texted him. I said, hey, man, uh, love you. and just want to let you know you're the reason why I love to read so much. Thank you for sending those books. I really appreciate it. And usually he's a day or two to get back to me, but 10 minutes later, he's, I had no idea. Totally made my day. I was having a crap day. Thank you so much. I love you too. So I, myself, when I sent the text, I felt really good about it. I was like, oh, I'm going to do a good thing. The, the adage of, oh, I hope he texts me back and says the same thing. But then when I got a text back from him, I felt even better. He felt better and now he's doing it. So once a day, I suggest just go through your phone. Find somebody that you're grateful for. You don't want to write to your exes. Oh, that's a holy. It's <laughs> <laughs> a dangerous game. Just text somebody and, and be genuine. Be, you know, be thoughtful and kind. And it's, it's absolutely amazing. And so I told this guy, I said, try doing it. And they have. And just the gratitude text saying, thank you to your teacher. I saw you dealing with a, a troubled kid. And I thought what you did was absolutely excellent. Thank you for all your hard work. Doesn't go unnoticed. And he said, that's his best friend's teacher now. This teacher will do anything for him. It's just, it's a simple thing, but it, it's, and it ties in with Thanksgiving, right? Be grateful. Yeah. 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 I just worked with kids this week in, in California. And at the very end of our program, we usually do tie on little like little friendship bracelets and they say something kind or express gratitude to each other. And I watched the, the, the teacher, cause I always say, cause educators, man, this has been a rough 18 to 24 months, man. It's been like nothing that they've ever had to deal with. They were not trained for this. And yet here they are doing above and beyond so far what they were trained to do and still making a difference in kids' lives. Wouldn't it just be nice to just say thank you? And it's so funny because I'd watch these kids come up to their teachers and just be like, oh my gosh, thank you. And teachers are just like tears streaming down their face. Like not just that expression of gratitude of, and some of the kids, some of the kids would walk up to him and just be like, you're just my favorite teacher. And then they're just like giving each other a hug. And it's, oh my gosh, it's, it's that emotion of gratitude brings out, it's the serotonin release yeah. in our minds. And that's, it's one of the happiness chemicals. So it works for you because you're giving it to somebody, but then that person that receives it also has that serotonin burst and they are more likely to go out and do good things for others. So it's an intentional act of kindness, which is just, it's just an incredible way to to make the world a better place. I love it. That's awesome. And, and I think too, that's what we're missing in the business culture, right? It's uh, mm -hmm. we got to get our job done, this, that. And I read a stat recently where management thinks that their employees leave because of pay. I think it was like 68% of managers believe that when somebody leaves, it's because they got more money. And people leave, obviously, they don't quit their jobs, they quit their managers. Right. But only 12% of people left for pay, for a better pay. Sure. Yep. And as a manager, how in the world can you say, I'm the problem? That's why they left. Yeah. I'll be the money. It's got to be that dollar. Because that ain't me. The first step is admitting it, right? <laughs> the first step in right. admitting the problem. That's right. I have a problem. Yeah. I'm just so awesome. Everybody just can't stand to be around me. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but if we just treat people the way we want to be treated, it goes back to the golden rule as well, too, right? 
Treat people yeah. the way you want to be treated. And and maybe for some people, maybe their love language is a note. Maybe somebody else is taking them for a beer or a slap on the back. But if we just do the little things like that, it makes the company better and it saves the company because if you replace or have to replace an employee, it's up to 200% of their salary. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Craig, didn't we look up, a, a, what was the statistic that we looked up with oh, yeah. COVID about uh, the number of days that workers left on like vacation days, paid vacation yeah. that workers left on the table this year. What was it? Was it like 765 million hours or days left yeah. on the table that workers did not use during COVID? And that's so key, right? If you want to be happy and engaged and less stressed, we've got to take care of ourselves, especially if, if you're a teacher, I would, you're in charge of kids and, and how can we serve others if we're not taking care of ourselves? Yeah. Teachers, medical professionals, everybody. everybody. Yeah. So what is that self-care? It's hard. What can employers or those managers do? Do you have any suggestions for them for helping people, their workers, the people that they're, that are reporting to them to actually practice that self-care? Yeah. I think it's lead by example, right? Especially the mental health. If you have a manager or when I come in, it's easier to have a third party come and talk about my story with mental health and what our family's gone through. But once you get management on board and everybody has a story, everybody knows someone who's been affected uh, by mental health. And if you have those conversations, but the mindset, it's lead by example. Meditation is very helpful. Breathing exercises, exercise. I, I did a, and obviously this isn't great science, but on LinkedIn a couple of weeks ago, what do you do to take care of your self and the number one was out of the four that i put up there was exercise take that time um, if you had a desk job get up every 45 minutes walk around the block watch and also another thing i encourage people put in your calendar five minutes to laugh every morning right before you start your day here's five minutes i'm going to pull up something that is uh not offensive or put my earbuds in Wh whatever it is that makes you laugh whether it's yeah. baby crying or, or commuting or whatnot but that's daily what habits of just taking care of because this is the most expensive real estate we have is between our ears right yeah. Yeah, oh, that, that's why we do the green room before this. <laughs> I think I got my, my week's words. <laughs> so, so Greg, um, I'm a firm believer that saying thank you is the most overlooked thing that people do, but it's probably the most important thing yeah. people need to do. And I come from a nonprofit background, okay. 30, 30 year nonprofit background. And the last was working with people with mental and uh, mental disabilities. The, the home, homeless, those in deep poverty. And, and around the holidays was always a time to be on the watch for mental yeah. illness escalations. And what are some things that we can do as just human beings to help those people that are having a rough time through the holidays? Yeah, I think it's, and I appreciate your, your comment about the thank yous. Please and thank you is what we're looking these days. With, <clears throat> especially these days. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's just different things. That we, and sorry, uh, SpongeBob sure. <laughs> no, it was different. But can you repeat the question? I had no. <laughs> See, that's why we don't drink during these. <laughs> no, so I come from a I come from a, a, a nonprofit background, and yeah, yeah. the last eleven years of my nonprofit life was working with people with uh, mental illness, mental illness that was being uh, self medicated. Yeah. Uh, people in deep poverty, homeless, those type of people. And always around the holidays was uh, a time for escalations. Yeah. 
And so we just was starting to, let's watch for that. Cold weather's coming, those types of things. Cold weather's coming, no family doesn't want them. They're away from home, lots of different things. But there are just things that people need to be on the lookout for or just to watch other human beings. And I'm saying this because I I was looking at your Wikipedia page because that's the most factual stuff out there. And uh, (laughs) saying that you went to law university and I'm from Pendleton. Okay. And we have my sister listening in Pendleton. Yeah. In Eastern Oregon. Sorry. Eastern Oregon. I didn't want to pinpoint her. I didn't want to call her out, Jenny. But uh, yeah, she's a social worker uh, there in in Pendleton. What are some things that we we can be doing as human beings to watch out for each other during the holidays? I think it's just taking extra care. And, and I know people, if they feel isolated or shut in, if you're feeling like that, reach out as well too, whether it's an old friend or a family member or whatnot. We started a group here in Wool called Men in the Middle because Myra's guys don't talk about our feelings as much as we should. Just... <laughs> We bottle it up. Um, unless there's a couple of beers, then people will talk more. <laughs> Preach it. So, yeah. But we've gone out before COVID and, and we will after, but we've gone out for beers. We can go hit balls at the golf range and, and we talk about our wives and our kids. Well, my kids doing this. Is that normal? And so we're building relationships because as guys, I, I would have a much different conversation with McLaughlin than I would with Jennings because I just met. But when we have that relationship with people, we can reach out. And ask people, how are you doing? And people are like, oh, great. But ask it again. How are you really doing? Because when you have empathy and you ask and you show concern for the person, then you can have that conversation. And maybe they've lost their job. Maybe the marriage is struggling or their their kids in detention all the time. But having that commonality and just talking, and I'm not a medical health professional, but I know how to have conversations and I know how to love on another human being. And we just need to be reminded of that. And the holidays also too are a great time to put all the crap behind us with family members and say, Hey, you know what? I, it's, it's, I did, I was wrong in this and this and whatnot and have some of those tough conversations because if we don't, we're never going to get for And that just grinds on people. I thought it was a holidays were the good time to bring out the Nerf guns and laser swords and just go all out. Yeah. Again, doing stuff like that, playing and Jeff, this is your livelihood, playing together and doing stupid, silly stuff. Bring this back to when we were kids and whatnot. But it, yeah. really being extra vigilant and careful. And I know for guys, if you've got a buddy and you see a pattern and he's not, you know, calling you to go out for beers anymore or you haven't heard from on social media or whatnot, just call him up and say, Hey, I'm just. And it's okay. It's not as, it's not a weakness to say that a hard time. It's a strength, but also for us reaching out to our friends, we need to get a bit more strength and say, you know what? I'm just concerned. How are you doing mentally? How's your health? That kind of stuff and have those conversations. And everybody's, oh, that's a really tough conversation. But you ask that question and the floodgates open. I don't know how many times I've talked to, to strangers, whether at conferences or I have people reaching out to me from the humor lab. I don't know these people, but we're having a conversation about mental health because we're all in this together. And the only way we're going to get out is if we help each other. Yeah. Greg, I, I, I just want to bring up because I'm obviously older than the rest of you. Yep. Uh, and this is going to be my husband and I for first time by ourselves at Thanksgiving. Yep. And don't forget the older people that I mean, it's easy to do. I remember doing it myself because I lived across the country for my parents, but it, and I'm not sad about it, but it does get lonely. Yeah. It does get lonely when you eat your turkey lake and, and it's just a really, just reach out to them. They just want to know that they still matter in your life. 
Yeah. When you eat your turkey leg, do you eat it? A- I do. And I don't want anybody to see me do that either. You put a patch on your eye. And- <laughs> Not the pig leg. Myra, that's, that's such a great point. My my parents always made sure that we kept in contact with our, our grandparents on our on their birthdays and anniversaries and stuff. And it's great. Like my grandpa just turned 102. Grandma's 100. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> they're in the nursing home, but they're so they're that old that I now yell at them when I talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Grandma, how are you doing? That's like, And like you said, you don't, they appreciate that because I'll hear from my mom because they still remember who she is and whatnot. I'm like, yeah, somebody called us. I think maybe it's Greg or Todd and it just made her day, even though it was only a five-minute conversation. And right. I asked her yeah. the same questions I have been for the last 20 years. Yeah. But that's one more way to 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 reach out to somebody. The elderly is great point. Thank you. And it's really about affirming the value and yeah. to feel valued by, especially by your kids, but by anybody really, yeah. is, is tremendously inspiring to you as a person. Yeah. Keep going. And I just, I don't want people to think that it's always about big get-togethers. Sometimes it's just about, like you said, a quick text. Yep. Or just saying, hey, I just wanted to reach out and tell you I miss you today. Wish we were together and that type of thing. Yeah. Just maybe it's because I'm older, but it means so much more yeah. than anything else. Yeah. Yep. That's, oh, yeah. that's a great point. So my wife and I are having... Thanksgiving alone for the first time in 32 years. And we're actually excited about it. And I'm cooking and I'm trying to talk my wife off the ledge. She wants to buy an apple and a pumpkin pie. And I said, well, there's only two of us. Yeah, but we got to have it. And I'm like, okay, well, I got to <laughs> talk you off the ledge. But what we're doing is we're doing uh, on Thanksgiving day, a Zoom call with okay. the kids and everything. Because you're right. It's about feeling not missed. Yeah. Not left out. Mm-hmm. Appreciated. Yeah. We're appreciated. Mm-hmm. Valued. I think valued. Well, valued. That's a big one. That's a big one. Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. So, Greg, you mentioned earlier the Humor Lab. Tell us, what is that real quick? We only got about five or six minutes left, but what is the yeah, Humor Lab? Oh, so the, the Humor Lab, because I, I love making people, that's what, what that's my why, making the world a better place, one laughter. And so when COVID started, I just lost my job. I'm like, well, how am I going to connect with people and still make people happy and make them laugh. And so I came up with this idea. I was going to start a group called the Humor Lab. It's PG-13, no politics. Uh, there may or may not have been two bottles of wine involved. And so I just started this group and put a picture and a couple of jokes on it and sent it out to 20 of my friends and said, hey, can you please share this? I woke up the next morning, there's 150 people. And 14 months later, there's 24,000 people every day. Wow. On there, and and I get notes all the time from people just saying thank you so much for this. We need this. I'm a nurse. Uh, every morning we gather around the nurse's station. What happened on Humor Lab last night? That kit of dopamine that that can really spark you and take you from yeah, it's a blah day. To, okay, I've got this. I'm gonna go out and serve other people. So it's cool. It, and the thing I love most about it, it, I I started the page, but I've spent zero money on it. Um, and it's just everybody else contributing. People are dad jokes, which I'm not a big fan of, but I'm becoming more of a fan because I see them all the time. <laughs> it's just everybody's sense of humor contributing, which makes it such a great place, just a, a mental break for your mind. Yeah. I love the Humor Lab. I'm sending stuff all the time. I, I'll screenshot it and send it to people and just be thinking of you. Sometimes those are my gratitude texts are from the Humor Lab. Yeah. Because they're clean, a PG-13, 
And they're just, they're funny. And people just start contributing. And the amazing growth is that shows where we need it. We needed more humor because like it just, boom, it exploded and that's awesome. Oh man. So Greg, if people uh, want to get a hold of you or reach out to you, where, what are some of your social media things and where can they find you? Probably the easiest is just my website, gregketner.com uh, or find me on LinkedIn, but enjoy the humor lab if you want to share it with your friends. But it, it's been a resource for me too. Like I said, I've had days where I woke up. I'm like, oh, not another day. And I'll scroll through that in five minutes. I'm feeling a lot better. Oh, it's amazing how quickly that happens. So awesome. Oh man, from all of us here, we appreciate you guys. It is Thanksgiving week. Have a wonderful, happy, safe Thanksgiving. Greg Kettner, thank you for being our guest today. Yeah, man. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, everybody. Nice to meet you. I'm looking forward to many more of these. Oh yeah. And if anybody has any questions, comments, uh, or would like us to cover a topic, you can reach us at askusatleadershipbs.co. And send us your questions, comments, or topics that you'd like us to, to hit, and we'll see what we can do. So from all of us here, thank you so much. Have a wonderful day, and we'll see you next time. Letter Buck. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. You are from Pendleton. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode of the No Leadership BS Podcast. If you have any stories, questions, or comments you would like to share with us, please email us at askus at leadershipbs.co. That's Ask us at leadershipbs.co. If we use your email questions or comments, you will win a DISC behavioral assessment and debrief with one of our highly trained podcast teammates. And last but not least, don't forget to give us a five-star review so we can reach more people. Thank you so much and tune in next time. We'll see you then.